Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project Podcast, your one-stop shop for up-leveling your life. My name is Abigail Lang, and I am a full-time student, content creator, freelance video editor, writer, and motivational speaker. I'm here to help you grow into the life you've always wanted to have, so let's get real on how to do so. Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project podcast. Today, I just want to remind you guys how lucky you are to be alive, because I realized that for so many months recently, I've just been chasing nonstop after things. It feels like with college applications and with all of the school deadlines coming up, Sometimes we can get in this phase in our lives where we're being productive and we're getting things done, but we're never actually stopping to realize how lucky we already are because we're so focused on running from one fire to the next to put it out and to take a deep breath before moving on to the next big task that we have to tackle. And today I was walking up a hill This is a really oddly specific story, but I was walking up a hill and for the first time, I just decided that I just wasn't going to um, use my phone or read anything while walking up the hill because normally when I'm doing something like walking to class, walking up a hill, you know, waiting at a red light in the car or even just driving, I feel the need to infuse it with either music or reading a book or some form of entertainment. Like, it's this urge to always be productive. But today, I just decided that I wasn't going to do anything and I was just going to walk up the hill. And I started to look around and I was just looking at the sky and I realized, wow, I've really never noticed just how pretty that shade of blue in the sky is. And then I started to look around and I realized that the world around me was just so beautiful, but I never really realized it. And I always took that for granted because we're always rushing around trying to put out fires and we never really stop to just see how beautiful what we already have is. And that's what really inspired this podcast episode, because I don't want you guys to just go walking up hills now and looking at the sky. I think that this is something that's really a much, much bigger lesson than just learning to look around and take in your surroundings. I think that what I took away from that was that in almost every area of our lives, A lot of people are constantly stuck in a state of searching, moving forward, and that's a good thing. I think that we should always be changing and growing because, you know, you're not really living if you're not experiencing anything different or expanding your soul in some way. But at the same time, sometimes we need to strike a balance between accomplishing things and expanding and searching and just learning to sit back and enjoy the moment that we're in right now. And I realized that all my life pretty much has just been a chase from one stage of my life to the next, always keeping myself busy with things, always 
looking towards the next goal and really rarely stopping and having moments where I just stop and think how lucky I am. A lot of the time, we genuinely are so focused on looking for the next big thing. Like, I know a lot of people who are focused just on making money, or just on growing their following online, getting into a good college. But how often is it that we really just sit back and think about how the life that we have right now is good enough and is something beautiful? I think that we get caught in such a cycle of searching for the next big thing that we completely forget about the fact that the lives we already have are usually good enough. There's a lot of beauty in the life that you have right now, but we never really stop to sit back and think about it. I realize that so many of us actually, this is a scientific fact, 95% of our actions are driven by our subconscious mind. They're things that we don't even think about doing, like obviously blinking or brushing your teeth in the morning, driving. None of those things require any sort of conscious thought. You just pick up the toothbrush and you brush your teeth. You don't have to think twice about it. But the downside of that is the fact that so many of us are living our lives on autopilot. And we're never really stopping just to actually soak in everything that we have. And that's really holding us back from being more motivated, being more productive, being more happy. Because if you don't strike a fine balance between learning to appreciate what you have and chasing for new things, then yes, you will accomplish a lot chasing new things. You will get new things in your life but you'll never fully be able to enjoy anything. So it won't really matter as much in terms of happiness because no matter how much more chasing you get than someone else, you're still going to be unsatisfied with what you get because you're in a constant state of looking for more. So in this way, no matter how hard you work, you're still going to feel drained at the end of the day. And I'm going to give you this anecdote from my life because I think it's a powerful illustration of how no matter how much you get that you really, really want, you can still be absolutely miserable. When I first started creating content online, right, that was about, well, when I first started creating TikToks and Reels online, I should say, that was a year ago. So I know that was like in October of 2022, I started to publish self-improvement content on TikTok. And one thing that I always wanted was to go viral. Everyone seemed to be going viral. I wanted to go viral as well. I felt like I had powerful messages that could really inspire many people. And so I wanted so desperately, you know, just to have one video go really viral. I just wanted to see what it was like. For some reason, I thought that if I got a lot of likes and a lot of followers, it was really going to make me feel good about myself. I thought that having actual fans would make me feel good about myself. Um, And it's so weird to say these words now because I've been doing this for so long now that I've really realized, like, just how far from the truth that is. But back then, I started producing videos pretty consistently, right? 
And one day, I think this might have been late November, early December, I posted a video. um, And the crazy thing is it wasn't even self-improvement related. It was actually talking about, it was making some sort of joke about how I didn't end up starting to study for finals early, despite promising myself that I would. And it went viral on Instagram. Um, I started to refresh my notifications and I was just blown away. Like after like was pouring in, everyone was sharing it. You know, I would check my notifications and it would say that like 50 people had it up on their stories. There were hundreds of thousands of people who were seeing this video and it felt good for five minutes. That was it. It felt so good for just five minutes, you know, the adrenaline rush from seeing all of the likes go in, seeing everyone commenting things. And then it just literally became my new normal. Literally, quite literally. I don't think people realize just how quickly you adjust to changes in your life. And It's funny because we spend so much of our lives trying to make changes happen. Wanting a better job, more money, someone to fall in love with, fame, maybe. (laughs) And we think that when we get to that point, it's just going to change everything and we're going to be so happy all the time. And yes, while those changes may raise our quality of living, you will quickly go back to your happiness baseline. Um, which is actually a term coined by psychologists that has actually been shown to exist. We do have a happiness baseline, and this is just where our happiness level is by default. And actually, in the book, I think it's called The Big Leap, um, the author talks about how when we're trying to make big changes in our lives, we often self-sabotage because we want to go back to our happiness baseline. So it is an actual thing that we keep going back to no matter how much in our lives changes. And you can gradually raise your happiness baseline over time. Don't get me wrong. But for most of us, that takes a lot of work. And we naturally just go back to this flatline state of happiness. And so despite having this video go viral, Despite having new likes and followers for probably a month straight, it really did not give me more than five minutes of joy. And so at first it was just this exhilarating experience of going viral. And then after it stopped making me happy, I actually felt worse. I had this crash where I realized for the first time in my life that those external things quite literally could not fulfill me. I feel like there was a lot that I was running from at the time when I was creating content back then um, in the fall of 2022. There were a lot of emotions that I was still kind of trying to push down. So I was distracting myself with creating content and though I did really inspire a lot of people because I was able to create from a place of vulnerability back then. It didn't give me the fulfillment that I thought that it would. And that was scary for me because I realized that 
I was trying so hard to run away from feelings that I didn't want to confront. Um, there was kind of a painful situation that had happened over the summer, and I fell into the trap of thinking that the faster I moved on, the better, you know, the faster that I healed, the better. And I thought that it was shameful to feel pain over a bad situation. So I really didn't allow myself to feel any sort of pain. And I was always trying to chase after the next big thing. And it left me feeling so drained. And I want you guys to avoid having that same experience. So I'm going to talk about what has changed within the past year. I would firstly say I've just become comfortable with accepting where I am. And that's the first big thing that's really brought me big dividends in terms of motivation. I am no longer constantly trying to run away from where I am. Yes, I have plenty of goals that I strive towards on a daily basis, and I'm always moving forward and just taking one step in the right direction compared to where I was yesterday. But at the same time, if something bad happens, or if I'm not where I want to be, I have actually learned to fall in love with where I am. I used to genuinely get so mad at myself for having a bad day or for feeling sad out of nowhere. I would get so upset. Abigail, how can you feel sad? You have such a good life. You know, you shouldn't feel this way. Why would you do that to yourself? And I thought that what I was doing at the time was falling in love with where I was in life because I thought that that meant I was being happy all the time with everything. I was trying to force myself to constantly feel happy. And that's not really falling in love with where you are in life. What's important is just to be able to accept where you are in life and take the best from it, okay? You don't have to feel happy about every single thing that happens to you. And sometimes you can fall in love with the lessons that something has taught you, but it's still okay to feel pain over things or to have a bad day or to feel unmotivated. It's part of being human. And what will really help you fall in love with life is when you can accept when situations are not the way that you want them to be, but then fall in love with the fact that you now have an opportunity to improve yourself and move on and make things better. That's what you should be falling in love with. You don't have to force yourself to romanticize every bad situation because sometimes situations are just bad. Sometimes life can be unfair and Maybe you'll never understand why certain things have happened to you the way that they have, but you don't have to force yourself to love it, but you should try to love the opportunity that those situations are giving you to grow and become a better person. So first big point, as I said, is definitely learning to love what things are teaching you, but to allow yourself to feel emotions. Now, the second big thing, and this is kind of self-explanatory from the first part of the episode, but the second big thing is that you don't always need to be searching for something new. It's good to be searching, and I think that you should definitely have goals to strive for, but in some things, I would say particularly with human relationships, you don't always have to be searching. And Actually, I will go ahead and say that I think that this point, now that I think of it, is only applicable 
to um, making connections with other people. You don't always have to be searching to make new connections with people. If you're alone right now, you don't need to be searching for a relationship. You can be happy where you are. And this really pains me. But nowadays, there's so many people who genuinely believe that they need to be in a relationship to be both worthy and happy. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day, and this is someone who is just so inspirational, um, such a genuinely selfless human being, someone so bright, so smart, just honestly like an amazing person, the type of person that you never really forget about. And so the super accomplished person was telling me that they were afraid of being alone. Um, And for context, this person has been in a relationship for a few years now, and um, they were having some difficulties with it. Um, Things weren't really going well. Um, Some of the treatment that was being um, passed back and forth was just not healthy. And so I was asking them why they've stayed, and um, I was trying to tell them that God always has something better for you if you're in that kind of situation. And I was trying to remind them of the fact that there's someone out there who will treat them well and who does actually need them. You know, if you're alone right now or you're in a bad situation and you're afraid to be alone or you're afraid to leave, you have to remind yourself of the fact that there's someone out there who genuinely needs you, someone who you're meant to meet one day. And if you corral yourself into a really bad situation or you settle for someone, then the person that you're meant to be with is going to have no one and you're never going to meet that person. And I think that that's really sad knowing that there's someone out there who genuinely needs someone like you in their life, who you're abandoning because you're too afraid to be alone. And so this person was telling me that you know, they do realize that they could find someone who will treat them in a healthy way, but that they don't want to make the leap to be alone, and they would rather endure horrible treatment just because they didn't want to spend um, however many months alone. And that just really cut to my soul, because I realized that that's a feeling that I've had as well. And a lot of us just fear that uncertainty of being alone. Because when you're alone, I've heard a lot of Christians talk, especially Christians, talk about how there's just this pressure to find someone to get married to or to fall in love with someone. And we can start to think that our life isn't good enough the way it is because we don't have the love of our lives in it yet. And that's just so far from the truth. And I really wish that people would learn to realize that it's okay to be alone. That's not something that you need to run from. And in fact, it's something that you can embrace. Because the one thing in this life that you really don't have that much control over is when you're going to meet the right people in life. That's something that's completely in God's hands. And I think that's why it drives so many people crazy. And that's why... In relationships, we so often see people settle or stay in situations that aren't healthy for them because 
you know, they really don't know how long they would be alone if they broke up with a toxic person. And a lot of us who maybe already are alone or don't feel like we have the love that we want in our lives can feel this fear of maybe never meeting the right person. But I want to give you some encouragement because I genuinely believe that with people, that is not something that you can force. And whenever you try to chase people, like particular people, or you're constantly searching, it usually just does not end well. I'll be completely honest. I can't think of a single time in my life when I tried to force something with someone else, you know, like tried to manipulate a situation to work in my favor or to like convince someone to like me, you know, by um, running into them all the time or like, you know, (laughs) talking to them all the time, trying to convince people of my value. I can't think of a single time that that actually worked out well. But When I think on all the friendships that I've developed and um, the love that I've had in my life, all of those situations were completely spontaneous and they did not require any forcing. Um, The right people will just generally flow into your life. And, you know, that is scary because you don't have control over when that will happen, but it does always happen. And so if you're forcing things, though, you're never going to be happy because, A, you're expending all this energy trying to force situations that honestly are very likely to not work out. And secondly, you're also, the more you chase, the more you're actually telling yourself that you're not good enough on your own. And what I want you to do is realize that being alone is beautiful, you know, There's beauty in having lots of love in your life, but there's also beauty in having a period in your life where it's just you working on yourself. Because you can do things when you're alone that you really can't do if you're in a committed relationship or have a booming social life. For example, I realized that I can really run completely by my own schedule and I don't have to think too much about, you know, rearranging things to meet plans with other people or to, you know, stay up late talking to people. I don't have to worry about sending people good morning or good night messages. I could honestly, like, um, turn off my phone for an entire week and there's no one that I really have to respond to. And I think that that's a nice thing. And I know that right now, maybe you want um, a little more of a social life, maybe, or you want love in your life. But you do have to realize that that does come with sacrifices. Because once you do meet the people that you're meant to be with, your life will never be the same. You know, when I meet the right person, I know for a fact that I'm probably going to end up being highly compatible with them. So we're probably going to end up doing a lot of the same things together. We'll probably go to the gym together. We'll probably run together. Um, We'll obviously be living in the same place together. um, And we'll have a lot of common interests. So a lot of things that I can do alone right now, I probably won't really get the chance to do alone as much when I do meet the right person. And that kind of made me realize that we should enjoy the time that we do have to ourselves because we won't always be in this chapter. And, 
yes, well, it would be nice to have someone to run with sometimes and, you know, converse with and all the quiet moments. At the same time, sometimes I just enjoy being alone and I enjoy the freedom that comes with being able to run wherever I want to, run at my own pace when I'm on the streets. And that's not really the same experience as running with someone else. Because when you meet those friends or those romantic connections, then all of a sudden you are basically tying some of your life to theirs and you won't have the same freedom that you once had. So I think that there's beauty in falling in love with being alone if that's where you are right now. But before I wrap up the episode, I do want to talk about not only learning to love being alone, but also learning to love the people who you do have right now. Because I don't care how lonely you think you are, you usually have at least one person in your life. You know, family, usually as a default, there's usually at least one person who tries to show up in your life. Maybe even just a teacher. Maybe just God. There's always someone who's making an effort to show up in your life. And I realized that I spent so many months always searching for more people to add to my life. And I never really took the time to appreciate the ones I already did have um, showing up in my life consistently and being there for me because we're always, you know, in this rat race of searching for love and friendship and, you know, we want something that's so deep and special, right? And while we all will eventually have that, Right now, we still need to learn how to appreciate the love that we do have, even if it's not like this life-changing love that we want to have one day in the future. You know, the friendships that we have are still very valuable. The connection we have with God, all of those things we really shouldn't take for granted. And I felt bad because I realized that I had been spending like, so many years just thinking that romantic love was really the only type of love that mattered. And I never really appreciated um, my family or my friends as much as I should have. And it wasn't until last year that I really made the shift and started to just appreciate what I did have. (laughs) Because I know that not everyone is blessed enough to have friends that they can really talk about anything with and people that understand them and want to take care of them. And I have many such people in my life. And so I know if you have those people in your life, you should feel pretty darn thankful too, because that's not something that you can take for granted. A lot of people genuinely have fake friendships or they have people in their life that just don't truly support them. So when you do find people that really support you and are really there for you, Make the most of those connections and embrace them because those connections are just as special as romantic love. You don't need to have your soulmate already in order to have love in your life. And I used to seriously equate romantic love with just love in general, but I realized even if I'm not like married yet, I still have so many wonderful people in my life who genuinely inspire me on a daily basis. So as you move forward through this week, I want you to remember those things. Um, Remember, you don't always have to be chasing after the next big thing. 
You can feel your emotions and you can learn to love the lessons that things are teaching you. You don't have to love the bad experience. And it's okay to be alone, but it's also okay to make the most of the connections that you do have and to be thankful for any sort of love that you have in your life. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you all in the next week's episode.